Hello, everyone. Today, we're moving on in our January series of creating a well-organized home. Last week, we discussed the five rules for maintaining a well-organized home. In the week before, we talked about decluttering, 75 items to throw away right now, plus a room-by-room weekly plan to go through every drawer, cabinet, closet, etc., And if you're following along in real time, then this is week two and we are decluttering our coat closet and entryway. I just finished with our coat closets today. Yes, we have three of them for some reason and it feels so good, so good. And this upcoming Sunday marks week three where we're going to tackle the kitchen and the dining room, which I know can be really big ones, but the goal is to sort of build it up slowly and then just get momentum and just keep it going. Okay. So today I wanted to focus on our conversation on simple everyday habits for a stay at home mom for a smooth daily rhythm. You are listening to episode 113 of the raw and the cooked. I'm your host, Dara Boxer. And today we're going to discuss simple everyday habits for a stay at home mom. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Raw and the Cooked, a weekly podcast that provides simple routines around the home, plus raw and honest book reviews. My name is Dara. I'm a Midwestern stay-at-home mom to three young kids, and I thrive on simplicity. All right, so what are these simple habits that you should begin to work on and incorporate into your everyday routine? Why do they matter? Well, for starters, if there is no plan or a general outline um, or a direction of how your day is going, then it's really hard to see where you're going, what to focus on, and things simply get hectic. If you don't have a plan for your time, your time will get taken by something else, right? So we're going to talk about systems to put in place to sort of help you stay on track on a day-to-day basis. I mean, things are just so hectic if as a stay-at-home mom, especially if you have babies and little kids. And before we get started, I think it's just really important to reiterate that we are stay-at-home mothers. Our household is our home base. We spend a lot of time here. We run a lot of errands for the household, cook food for the household. We manage the laundry, the constant cleaning and sorting of toys and books and clothing. We have a million little invisible tasks to make sure our home and the people and animals inside of them runs as smoothly as possible. We are the backbone, right? We're the movers and shakers. We are stay-at-home mothers, and we are absolutely incredible, and we are capable of more than we think we can. And I know that this is the world's most thankless and difficult job, uh, and it can be exhausting and overwhelming, and like it doesn't matter, right? Just especially on really hard days when nothing seems to go right and your kids just will not cooperate, especially because because our current depraved society just really heavily devalues the stay-at-home mother and looks down on such a position. And you know what? I see you. I see you. I know your value. I know that you are giving an incredible priceless gift to your family by showing up and being there every day. It is a role that is absolutely worth showing up for. And in today's terrible climate, I mean, look at our society. It's really not that hard to see how downhill and just spiraling down the drain it's going. In today's climate, I am proud of being a stay-at-home mom. I am lucky to be a stay-at-home mom, especially in these early baby little kid years as challenging as they are. Okay. So with all that said, it's very clear that I'm proud and passionate about being a stay-at-home mom. It's a privilege and it is the biggest gift. So here is what works for me. These small, simple tasks that I do daily to sort of help mold me into the best version I can be for my children, my husband, and myself. Okay. So number one, 
and this is an annoying suggestion, so I'm going to apologize ahead of time, but I do wake up before my kids. Even if I just beat them by 10 minutes, um, I, that means that I can, I can quickly pray, drink a cup of coffee, throw in a load of laundry, and apply a facial serum. And on even better days, uh, if I wake up maybe 45 minutes before they do, um, I can exercise, shower, and get dressed. And that makes such a difference and sets the right tone for the day, even if everyone else wakes up cranky and in a terrible mood, at least you got your cup of coffee and you did a few things that you needed to do. But if you if it's too hard, you need your sleep, I suggest even just 10 minutes before your average wake-up time will really set you in a fantastic position for the rest of the day. Okay, so number two, a load of laundry. And tune back to episode 45 that talks about my laundry routine. Um, I'm a huge advocate for a small daily load of laundry. I have three kids, five and under. We use cloth napkins for our meals, and my youngest son is in cloth diapers. So skipping a day of laundry is just a non-starter for me. The goal is for me to move a load of laundry in the dryer before we leave the house for preschool drop-off or for errands or what have you, um, and have it sorted and folded and put away before bedtime. And something new that I recently started incorporating, um, I have lately, I have been folding my big kids' clothing. My big kids are five and three and a half, and I will put it, I will just lay little folded piles in front of their closets. And as part of their nightly chores, they are now responsible for putting away their own folded clothes. So that has actually been really awesome. And they know that that is just like part of what they do. And I think that has just been really excellent. I feel like it's like showing them and teaching them like responsibility and what have you. And that's a whole nother topic for another day. But I just wanted to mention that, um, yeah, it feels good (laughs) to have like little people starting to help around here finally. Right. Okay. So number three is daily bodily movement. And I highly recommend, uh, setting up some sort of like home gym if possible, you really don't need anything super fancy. The best type of exercise is really just using your own body weight, like lunges, squats, push-ups, right? Like you don't need anything intense. Um, but if you do have a hand set or a, a set of hand weights, even better, uh, rubber bands go a big, make a big difference. Um, a yoga mat, a mirror, that's really all you need. Um, you can find free resources literally anywhere on YouTube, like what have you. Um, my workout area is actually in the playroom. And if I can't squeeze in an early morning workout, um, then when we're playing in the playroom in the basement, um, I will just do a quick 15, 20, 30 minute workout while my kids are playing on the floor around me. Um, it does make it a little challenging because sometimes, uh, while I'm doing pushups, my baby will try to like crawl under me or if I'm doing squats, um, someone will like tackle me or like hit me in the face with a place spatula, like whatever. It just, you, you just have to deal with it. Um, it's the best I can do. We are in the Midwest and we got hit with a really cold winter blast. So my daily walks, uh, in negative three degrees are just not happening. Um, so daily bodily movement in my basement, in the playroom. Okay. So number four, focus on one cleaning task per day. And you can refer back to episode 37 about that. Um, But since cleaning your entire home in one day kind of seems insane, um, plus incredibly exhausting, I like to um, propose moving the needle just a little bit every day, especially because your home will always be in a various cycle of cleanliness. Like you should 
um, you could sweep and mop the floor and like literally five minutes later, your kid will come home in their muddy boots, um, or takes their shoes off in a pile of sand from the sandbox falls out. Um, I'm not unfamiliar with these situations, especially in the winter time. Um, I have to sweep my floor, um, in our entry room almost every single day. Um, and it, it just doesn't matter. It just looks like trash and it's just like, we just have to accept it. Right. Um, and we have to accept that our home even if it's perfectly clean, it will not and cannot stay that way for very long. Um, we're humans, we live here. Um, and I think once we can accept that and accept that it can't be perfectly clean at all times, we begin to value and appreciate just doing a simple and like doable cleaning schedule. Um, I tackle my home in different zones. So like, for example, on Mondays, I focus on um, the upstairs, I vacuum the floors, I clean uh, the bathroom that's up here. Um, and on Tuesdays I tackle my big kids room, um, change their sheets, uh, vacuum, clean up their bathroom. Uh, we'll vacuum the downstairs area cause their room is on the main level. Right. And then like Wednesdays I focus on, uh, cleaning up areas in the basement. It just really, I dedicate maybe 10 to 30 minutes a day. Um, just given like what I have time for, or even the energy for. So it's very fluid. It's just a simple cleaning schedule I set for myself, but I do try to do something home related, um, every, every day. Um, cause again, it just feels better to not like let it pile up. Um, so yeah. All right. Number five, this is going to be your designated resets which is just picking up toys before leaving the house and naps, et cetera. Um, this is especially important if you're a stay-at-home mom with little kids because it's really easy for your home to get incredibly messy, especially during these really long, cold winter days where we're just home for days on end. Um, so implementing a quick home reset is a really great way to not let the mess get too out of control. Um, and so some optional times to do this are during like the natural breaks and transitions that are already taking place, usually tied along with mealtimes, like breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, and after dinner. Um, I'll usually tell my kids like, okay, we can't leave the house and go to the playground until we tidy up, uh, or we can't have lunch until we put our toys and books away, you know, back where they belong. So getting your kids involved early is important. Um, it's hard. Um, it sometimes feels like more work, which it, it is, um, to help them clean, but it's worth it. And I talked about this a lot um, in the last episode, in addition to keeping our surfaces clear, which is sort of a part of the home uh, daily reset and pickups, um, because it's really easy to let flat surfaces get piled up with items that don't belong there throughout the day. Um, so my kitchen counter usually holds a lot of like discarded headbands and toys my son was playing with in the morning, uh, mail that hasn't been attended to, water bottles, a toy that needs mending. Um, and so while you're doing your daily reset of refolding a throw blanket and putting the pillow back on the couch and tidying up the toys and the books and wiping down the table from the breakfast crumbs and rinsing toothbrushes and putting the hairbrush back where it belongs. Um, just walk around your home and notice anything that's on a flat surface and just does not belong there and then just put it away. <laughs> okay. Um, so number six is daily decluttering. And we also talked about this in last week's episode, um, but it is something to incorporate regularly as you're putting items away during your resets or putting away laundry. It is just to simply be on the lookout for anything that's broken, isn't used anymore, you no longer like, um, hasn't been worn in a while, just, you know, whatever. Um, and it can be literally anything. Like um, I mentioned in last week's episode, it could be like a spatula, a pantry item that you 
you're never, you know, you're never going to cook again with um, a sock with a hole in it, a shirt that doesn't fit you right, a pair of your child's shoes that they just outgrew, last winter's scarf that you don't wear anymore, um, the baby bouncer, the junk your child acquires from birthday party goodie bags, the sticker from the dentist your child stuck in the dresser drawer. Like you just get the idea. Um, and once you get in the habit of being on the lookout for anything that doesn't serve a purpose anymore, things start to run a little smoother. So just like the constant editing, especially with small growing children in your home, it is a never ending task, but it is one that should be incorporated regularly. Um, I think I throw out or put something in the donation box. Like it's almost, it's shocking, but like almost every single day, um, I mean, it just is what it is. Like your home will constantly need to be edited because stuff will just like continue to cycle through in and out. Okay. So number seven is to go to bed with a clean kitchen. And this can be a tough one, especially after a long day, especially if your kids are sick, especially if you're um, on a headache inducing work project, especially if your husband had to work late and it's just you to do the dinner, bath, bedtime rush. Um, But trust me, you do not want to go to bed with a dirty kitchen. Uh, The tomorrow you will thank you. Um, The very tired you will thank you. And um, it can be really easy, uh, right? Like, like it can be really easy to say like, well, I'm a morning person. I'll just do it then. Well, unsurprisingly, mornings are always unpredictable and can be a total crapshoot. So it's really just best to wake up and have your best foot forward. Do not do yesterday's work. And that also goes for laundry, by the way. Like there have been some days where I'm just like too tired to put away um, folded clothes. Um, I'm just like, ugh, I'll do it tomorrow. And then I then tomorrow comes and then I like have to do that day's laundry and put away yesterday. It's just like, it's just too much. So just try to like complete your work and sort of like view looking at your home as like a closing out of a business. Like what would a business do at the end of the night? Like what are some tasks that need to get done? So it makes the opening shift easier in the morning, right? Like maybe that's setting coffee, um, your coffee maker. So it brews in the morning. So you don't have to deal with that in the morning. Maybe it's packing your kids snacks and lunch boxes the night before. So you don't have to do that in the morning. Um, right. Like it's like waking up to like a fresh, clean, like clutter free home. So that again, feels really good. Okay. So number eight is to look ahead to tomorrow. Um, so I keep a paper planner. Um, I also have a digital one on my phone. Um, yes, I use both. It just feels good that way. Um, that way I kind of have like one on the go with my phone and the other, I just like jot down notes or things or anything that needs to get done. Um, but it's just important to like, look at, look at what tomorrow is going to bring, maybe check the weather to see if like anything crazy is happening. Um, And then just sort of like set a very loose, rough plan for the day if you're not too overscheduled, like block out a time, like it doesn't have to be like exactly a time block, but sort of like, okay, when the kids are playing in the morning after we have breakfast, that's when I'm going to exercise. Or if the weather happens to not be negative three degrees, um, you decide that after, excuse me, after lunch, that's when you're going to go for a walk to get your bodily movement in, um, just, it sort of like helps your day or like if you can batch your errands, which I highly recommend, um, try to do that. Um, so you're not leaving the house more than you absolutely have to, because that's a really big waste of time, energy, 
just all of it, especially if you're taking little kids in and out of the car with you. It's just easier to sort of do like as many of your errands as you can at the same time. So just looking ahead at your planner and like tacking on errands or anything that needs to get done with where you're already going out, um, if that makes any sense. And then number nine, this is my last tip, is to have a meal plan. Always, always, always. Um, I know some people that are really good at meal planning like a whole month ahead of time. Um, For me, I find that like really intimidating and um, kind of nutsy. I just don't think I could like ever sit down and do that. I feel like it would just like change so much. So for me, just like one week at a time, um, on Saturday night, I kind of sit there, I open up my calendar, I see what evening events or activities are happening, how many meals do I actually need to plan for, um, and sort of just like decide what we're eating. And that's kind of it. And then I like put together a grocery list. I like make sure I have all the ingredients I need for the meals that I've chosen to make. And then I stick with it. And of course there's flexibility in that. Like there are some, some nights where I'm just like, you know what, cannot do it, cannot cook. And and then we just pick up takeout or what have you, or maybe that's when I reach into the freezer and grab like just some frozen whatever. Right. But the point is, for the most part, I would say 95% of the time, I know what we're having um, for the next couple of days, and I can plan accordingly. And if time allows in the middle of the day, maybe I will do a little bit here or there to sort of help me out when the 5 p.m. dinner rush comes and I need to get food on the table soon for my family. Um, So that's just very helpful. Um, It also, of course, saves you with food waste and food costs, and you're, you're you're able to control how healthy or unhealthy these meals are. It's just a really good way to go. Um, And so yeah, meal planning, couldn't recommend it enough. And so doing little things throughout the day as a part of your everyday normal, it just becomes habit and routine and just makes cleaning just feel a little less daunting. It makes exercising a little less daunting, the daily laundry, um, the tidying up, right? Like I just... It's just small little habits build on each other. And I wanted to note that these habits that I have have grown over the last few years. Like I was not this organized or on top of it from the get-go. I have been a stay-at-home mom since my oldest was born. Um, She's now five. And believe me, our routine and our flow has evolved and changed and grown and expanded and shifted a thousand times in those last five years, especially since I had two more babies in those five years. And uh, it's just a long-winded way to say that just please give yourself some grace. Like meet yourself where you are on your journey. You will get there. You will get to where you want to go. So just a quick recap. Number one, wake up before your kids. Number two, consider starting a daily load of laundry. Number three, bodily movement every single day. Number four, focus on one cleaning task per day. doesn't have to be anything huge. Number five, do designated resets and pickups, keeping your surfaces clear. Number six, daily decluttering. Number seven, go to bed with a clean kitchen and a nice turned down house. Number eight, look ahead for tomorrow. What's in your planner? How are you going to loosely schedule your day? And number nine, have a meal plan in place. So yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in today. I hope today's episode is helpful. And again, if you are a stay-at-home mom, I see you. I see you. All right, take care. See you next week.